Welcome to the Dreaming Back to the Earth podcast. We're dedicated to exploring the concept that our dreams and their wisdom are a path to our soul-rooted relationship to self and earth. During these podcasts, we will share our unique experiences, perspectives, and practices that foster an understanding of how each dream speaks to awakening and guiding us on a personal and ecological level. I'm Katrina Dreamer, and I'm here with my co-host, Mary Kay Casper, and we very first off want to wish you a blessed solstice. We planned to have our recording today because it is such a special, special day. So welcome, everyone. Welcome. Bright blessings to everyone. We're excited to be with you. And in today's episode... We are going to talk about the light and dark and how that shows up in our dreams and how we reflect those in our, in our lives, what we think about them, how do we believe about what darkness and light mean to us. And in this episode, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to start off with an exercise that Katrina and I will be doing, and we offer it up to you. And that will kind of take us off onto the, the pods, podcast topic. And then towards the end, we're going to offer up another exercise, which will bring the two experiences together. And so how we're going to start now is to talk about what darkness and light mean to each of us. So the first thing that we kind of wanted to present was... Um, taking a moment this time of year to think about for yourself, what do the concepts of light and dark mean to you? And it's so, it can be so personal. So, you know, what both of us would encourage is to really think about what that means for you, not to get caught up in anyone else's stories about what those concepts mean. Um, and to, to spend some time between now and the new year, uh, you know, what, what do those concepts mean to you? Light and dark. And so, yeah, we wanted to have kind of a conversation between the two of us about what those concepts mean for us as, as a way to kind of illustrate how that might work. So I'll turn it over to you, Mary Kay. What which, which one do you want to talk about first? Well, since we are moving from the darkness to the light, um, why don't we start with darkness? All right. And, um, and I can begin. So for me, darkness is, it has different roles. It has different meanings to me. I mean, more traditionally, when I've thought about darkness, I've thought about the parts of myself that I that need to change in me, the the darkness that blocks me from the light. Um, I've thought of the scary place, being in the darkness, and I don't know what's there. And I have often, you know, had a hard time going out at night and being in the darkness because of that fear of the unknown. A few years back, I actually did a solo time and I let myself and I worked with myself to be awake at night 
and I could really get in touch with what was going on for me around the uncertainty and the mystery of what is out there and was it going to get me? Um, and in reality, nothing got me. Everything wanted to be in relationship with me. So it was very interesting. So, and so, so there's this one part of me that I see darkness and I, I know Jung talks about the shadow and, and that being, again, those places that um, keep us from our wholeness and doing the work around that. And so I, I often see darkness as that place of kind of something that's wrong or not right or unknown that's scary. And then I have also come to believe that darkness is a place of rest and contemplation and um, emptiness for me. It's also a place of um, where there, it's almost like there's nothingness. And in, and in that way for me, that that, that is, um, that offers the opportunity for me to open up to something more. And so I see the darkness also as a place of, of, of mystery that, that offers the door to the light in a way. Um, and I feel like we need to have the time of the dark so that we can rest, so that we can reflect, so that we can become empty so that we can be filled again, so that I can be filled again. And often in that time of emptiness, I discover or have insight about something that can also be a gift to me in terms of what's next. Um, and I also, when it comes to the earth, it's that place of seeding something. You know, we put the seed in the ground and there's some darkness there in a way it hasn't hit the light just yet and so a lot of nurturing can happen in that ground and I feel that same way for myself so yeah there's a lot that you talked about that is similar for me and I I like this idea of the darkness being almost the place of total potential mm. it, you know when when you can't see anything that also means that there's endless possibility about what could be there as soon as the light shows up you have a more finite experience of what's there because there are things you see um, in the darkness there's there's no way of knowing and so it, it there is this space that opens up i think um i also in my better moments can think about the darkness as that creative potential place and, and that, that womb or that ground, you know, it deep in the earth of kind of incubating something, right? Like sometimes we do have to be still. Sometimes we do have to be in the dark before we can know where we're going before we can know the possibility. Um, we have to give, projects or ideas some time to gestate before we pop them out into the light. Sometimes they're not ready. <laughs> I think about a book that I've been writing for many, many years. It's just, it has not been ready to see the light yet. So, um, you know, I think, I think the same thing has been true for me though, that there has been significant fear around darkness and it's only been maybe in the last 
10 years or so that I've been able to shift that perspective a little bit about uh, welcoming it a little more. And some of that has come through me doing work with the shadow and thinking about befriending the shadow instead of it being an adversary, that it's a necessary piece and that there may be things that I don't really want to see in the darkness or in the shadow. But when I turn my attention to them, it actually means that those things become allies in the end. Just about every time (laughs) when I give my attention to something that feels like a piece of me that I'm not so happy with, if I can give it that care and attention, there is some gift there always. So um, I don't turn away from the darkness in the same way that I used to, for sure. I've done a lot of work with that. Um, so now tell me about your thoughts about the light. Mm. Right. Um, you know, I, I, what you were saying about the darkness and then the light comes on, it made me think about how, and then I get focused, you know, like, Mm. it's like, I, it's almost like I become, my, my focus becomes narrow and I see only certain things which is really interesting to me. Um, And so that's what I, you know, I really appreciate about the darkness is that it holds space for, in some ways, I mean, we can't see, but it's almost like everything is possible. Like there's everything there and and I can see everything. Mm -hmm. Close my eyes, Um, you know. Mm -hmm. So, so the light, that's, that's a interesting it's an interesting, I don't know, element, aspect of, of who I am because I often struggle with, with being in the light um, or the idea of what the light, because I think of it as this brightness, this like um, being a wakefulness. It means to me um, it's shining. It means um, seeing everything around me or only see, seeing one thing right in front of me. It's often difficult. I think of it as happiness and enlightenment and um, knowing and, you know, aspects of myself or stepping into something and being right with it and feeling good about life. I also, when I think of the light, I think of warmth and, and in some ways in the action of possibility in the growth of something, in the bursting with life, um, too. So actually, for me, like the darkness, there are these two places that seem to be similar, and yet, yet for me, in a way, kind of um, not contradictory to each other, but almost kind of like um, in some kind of action together around what the light means. And I think of the sun, I think of blossoming, I think of in some ways it is the explosion of possibility yeah i think and and it's almost harder to talk about the light than it is the darkness which i find interesting i'm like aha this is in conversation for me and what does that mean yeah wonder how many of you out there have the same kind of like which 
one of those do you find you can more easily um, do reflection on and be able to describe for yourself? So uh, I'll say that's enough for me right now around the light. <laughs> what about yeah, funny. I was having a similar feeling knowing that my turn was going to come up and thinking, oh, I don't know if I have as much to say <laughs> about the light. I think the, the, the very first thing that I think of, especially at this time of year, is that it just really feels like hope is coming back. Mm. Not that hope left, but there's something about the darkness where you're not always sure that, that the light will return. And so there's, I guess that's part of, you know, having, having faith in something that, you know, it, there will be change, there will be uh, a shift and it's going to be gradual, but it will return. Um, I do think that there is a definite way that I feel more comfortable uh, with the darker times of year in terms of the weather. <laughs> and so the, the super uh, hot light part of the year, I'm not such a fan of. Um, I'm not a, of all of the elements. I think fire is the one that I least connect with. So there is some thing for me as well about some discomfort about too much light being too exposed or being too seen or those kinds of things. So um, that's definitely an exploration that can use some more digging <laughs> in my life. Um, but I, I, one thing that I really love about this time of year and the celebrations that are happening is bringing more light into the house at night, you know, lighting candles, putting lights on a tree, um, and, and also in terms of having people special to me around, you know, the lights that surround me in my life in the form of people. Um, and yeah, funny. I also feel like I don't have as, as much to expound on <laughs> around light for whatever reason, but yeah. Well, it's interesting because as I was thinking, I mean, it, it does beg to require us to look at where is the balance in how we experience the light and the darkness in our psyche, in our bodies, um, in our relationships with others, I'm thinking to myself right now, like, what is the balance or what do I spend too much time in the dark and, and what, what kind of energy does that bring for me and how does that show up in my dreams? And, mm -hmm. you know, we need the light. So how can I bring the light into my life in the way that's going to nurture me and grow me into being the person that I desire to be in the world. And, and so that's a, it's a reflection. It's a, it's an opportunity for me to really think about that because I think we can, and it's the same thing with the elements have a, have too little or too much of that. And how do I, you know, balance that a little bit or, or be aware, at least be aware of it in my life and, and work with it. Um, you know, I, I think that's really important for me in terms of my own health. And um, so, 
I think this is a, this is a good conversation for me, actually. <laughs> we're, we're having all kinds of insights over here, people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think this is a natural time for a lot of people to slow down. Um, maybe people are gathering with family or um, having, you know, some time off from work. And so I think there's... It, it, yeah, it's a natural time to kind of contemplate these things and then think about what kind of different relationship might we want to create with the dark or the light in the new year. And I also want to point out, you know, for all our listeners, is that depending on what continent you live on, mm, right, where you are at, the light and the dark may be different around the seasons too. Um, I work with someone who lives in Hawaii and they don't have the same kind of like winter activity that we, but I would also say that from my experiences with her, that our bodies and our psyches can still move with the darkness and light as the, even though we may not experience them in the seasons per se, as drastically as we in the Northeast do. That's um, right. Yeah. And of course, you know, for, people in the Southern hemisphere, it's the longest day of the year and instead of the shortest. So they may be thinking about, thinking about this in a much different way than we are up here when it gets dark at 4.15 in the afternoon. Um, yeah. So I have a question for you, Katrina. Hmm. What, how do you see this, the concept of darkness and light showing up in your dreams. Mm. Do you have a dream that comes? Well, it's funny. That I'm, the first thing that I thought about is the dreams that I have about lightning, mm. which lightning happens at any time of the day, but I think it's more impactful and for me has been more impactful in my, in my life at night. Um, you know, this sudden burst of power, sudden burst of electricity that creates quite a light when it's very dark outside and has that interesting effect of illuminating, illuminating everything at once and then back to blackness. Um, yeah, I also think that dream characters have kind of fallen into different categories for me in those ways. Some feel like shadowy characters or, or darker characters, and some feel more like a light presence or a divine presence, um, spirit animals, spirit guides. Um, and I think mainly for me in my own dream work, I've thought about these themes more in the, in the way of kind of Jung's shadow. Um, you know, what are the parts of myself that are in the unconscious and I don't really want to look at it, and so my dreams are reflecting that back to me? Or what are some images or people or symbols, archetypes that I fear that are actually 
could be beings of light if I worked with them in a particular way. And we've talked about spider and snake in that way for the two of us. So I, I think spider is definitely one of those. I've gone from having nightmares about spiders to having dreams about spiders that are not so scary where the spider is either just pretty neutral or has something you know, positive to, to share. What about for you? For me, um, I think there's a couple of dreams that kind of relate. I mean, I love what you're saying about how, you know, the light can be those elements of the dream, the characters, the archetypes that bring, that bring awareness to us about the places that are hidden and give us insight into who we are in ways that can open us up to, to another way of looking at who we are in the world. And, and, I, and I also have, you know, and I like that because, you know, I have noticed in my dreams that it is in the experience of opening to the, whether it's an action that I do in a dream or whether it's a character that's telling me something about who I am or interacting with me in a certain way, if I'm willing to see the light of that particular um, experience, I notice that the dream changes because I'm open to seeing the light in that experience that I normally had seen as darkness. And, and it was difficult for me to see in the past or was hidden from me, or I just didn't want to see it. Mm-hmm. I think the more that I see it as the gift, um, I'm, I'm able to open more to the light of what it has to offer me. So I like what you're saying about that. In terms of dreams, um, particular dreams, I recently I had a dream about being in a house and it was all dark and I was afraid that there in the, in the dream, there was an entity in the house that, you know, I felt the house house was haunted and I couldn't find people. And I kept trying to light a candle so that I could see. And the candle kept going out. It wouldn't stay lit. And in working the dream, what would it be like to be in the darkness and experience being in relationship with whatever entity was in the house? And so a lot of fear came up for me around being in the darkness and what was unknown to me. And so as I relate that back, working with the unknown entity, it's like, what is unknown in me? You know, what is it that I'm afraid of in me? So it was, or outside of me. So that really a powerful dream around working with darkness. And I've had a lot of dreams around darkness. I'm, I'm thinking, do I have a lot of dreams around light? <laughs> and again, that's really interesting. Um, when I first started the particular uh, dream work that I do now, I had a dream where I was in a devastated, uh, walking through a devastated town, and I come to a train, an old train track with a, an old station, and I, in the dream, I'm thinking, you know, like, there's nothing here for me, life sucks, that kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, in the distance, I see a light. And so it was like, again, working that dream around my own darkness inside of me 
and that there is a light somewhere. So, you know, if I, if I'm able to, you know, like just watch the light come closer to me, you know, what's that, what's that light in me and opening it up to me. So those are two ways that I've experienced those two kinds of, um, and I've also thought of the light as the calling too. So is the light calling to me? What is something that I'm yearning for? And I think around this time of year, um, what are we birthing in ourselves or what are we seeding, putting in the ground, the seed that we want to manifest in the world or open up to seeing in ourselves? Um, I really believe that that kind of like work around light and dark in terms of how we see it seasonally can also be seen in that way. Mm-hmm. Nice. So for me. So would you like to share with the listeners the dream exercise that we cooked up here about, you know, after they've journaled or thought about, pondered their own ideas of light and dark, then they can do this exercise with their dreams. Right. So sort of what we did for ourselves. So in sharing this conversation with you, what we'd like you to do is, Now you've had some time to reflect on um, the concept of dark and light. We'd like you to incubate as you prepare for sleep, incubate the idea of having a dream around light and dark, what that means for you. Or you may even say, okay, I'd like to have a dream that's connected to the light or the dark. Um, But to really prepare yourself with the intention of going to sleep, and asking for a dream that would give you some insight around what light and dark is for you. Would you like to add anything more to that, Katrina? That sounds exactly like what we were thinking. That's, I, and you know what, what, what I do want to say, though, is we would always love to hear what you come up with, what, you know, what, what your thoughts around this are. And so people can always feel free to email us at dreamingbacktotheearth at gmail.com. You can also leave comments on the SoundCloud page where we post. And then of course we always post this on the Dreaming Back to the Earth page on Facebook. So once we, uh, maybe that's how you found us. And so, you know, feel free to leave a comment there as well about your concepts of light and dark. I really like seeing conversations among dreamers about these kinds of things. And I also want to say how much I appreciate um, we are hearing that people are enjoying listening to our podcast. And if there's any topics that you're interested in that you would love us to have a conversation about, please let us know through the email. Yep. Absolutely. So yeah, I think that I think that does it for us. Um, again, blessed solstice to everyone, and um, thank you for listening. Until next time. All right. Dream well. <laughs> Dream well. Mm-hmm.